If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. Amazing. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, your exercise, and medication decisions. All those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and a lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. prosecuted many many rape cases and yes the rape victim if she's not murdered goes on but you're never the same 10 women brutally raped one of them murdered and that's that we know of 10 women in all brutally raped but for years no answers Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. When he came in, he came in with force at the front of me. And then, at some point from there, picked me up and flung me onto my stomach, pulled my shirt over my head, and that's when he tied my hands to my ankles. He said he was going to kill me. I just had this feeling like if I don't get out of here, he's going to come back and do something else to me. He felt like Superwoman. I like ripped the cords, hanging, screaming out of the window, help me, help me. They had footsteps that took him out through the wooded area and that's the last that he was ever seen. The so-called Potomac River rapist who sex assaults at least 10 women, then murders one of them. 
I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us. It was Christine Mirzian, just 29 years old, raped and murdered. Ten women in all brutally raped, but for years, no answers. Again, I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us. How does someone escape for so long? You were just hearing one of the victims of the Potomac River Rapist speaking to NBC4. Now, take a listen to WUSA 9 reporter Mike Dunstan. Louisa Huban is a walker. I never worried before, but that'll change. Colleen Cavell is a biker. You're on a bike, you're going faster than anybody else. And Karen Mitchell is a jogger. I try to stay where there's a lot of people and cars and stuff. You hear about what happened? Yeah, definitely. I was My car was blocked in last night because of all the police tape. I couldn't get it out. It was a beautiful Sunday afternoon. Some folks were out here taking a stroll, but they walked into something ugly, a crime scene. About 10 feet from the sidewalk, they found a woman's lifeless body right here in the woods. I think I'll wear my pepper gas a little more visible than I usually do. <laughs> Anything That's else? It. That's about it. Got to keep going on. When things happen and there's really nothing you can do, you know, can't be too careful. Otherwise, I wouldn't be able to jog anywhere. Living in D.C., I've lived here about five years. It's terrible to say, but these random crimes happen in every neighborhood, and you keep hearing, you know, and you'll never expect it here. It happens everywhere in the worst neighborhoods and the best neighborhoods. You still have to have a life. With me, an all-star panel, Ashley Wilcott, judge, trial lawyer, court TV anchor at AshleyWilcott.com. Cloyd Steiger, 36-year Seattle PD author, Seattle's Forgotten Serial Killer, Gary Jean Grant at CloydSteiger.com. Renowned psychoanalyst out of Beverly Hills, Dr. Bethany Marshall at DrBethanyMarshall.com. Noted South Carolina medical examiner, author of Homicide Investigation Field Guide, Dr. Michelle Dupree. But right now to CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter Levi Page. Ten women brutally raped, one of them murdered, and that's that we know of, Levi. Where does it all start? Nancy, this man has been described by the FBI as the Potomac River Rapist. His modus operandi is a blitz attack. He would sneak up on his victims. He had a knife, sometimes a screwdriver. He would throw blankets or towels over their heads, and then he would rape them in many instances this happened in the 90s he would break into the victim's home while they were not there and then he would wait hours for them to return he amassed 10 victims some of the victims were raped in their own home some were out walking around or jogging one woman had an infant in her home nancy when he raped her and most of the attacks happened from 8 p.m to 11 p.m at night to dr bethany marshall psychoanalyst out of l.a that tells me a lot. Now, I'm a little concerned about the conflicting MOs. Some while women are out walking or jogging, some he goes in their home and waits for hours. You know, I know you think this is crazy, Dr. Bethany Marshall, but it never failed. When someone was caught just, you know, skulking around a woman's home or peeping toms, they go on to much worse crimes. I don't know the psychological reason for that, but I know that it's true because I saw that unfold over 10 years prosecuting. You get a peeping Tom, you can guarantee he's already done another felony or he will because I've just seen it unfold so many times. 
many people say it can't be the same person because they've got different MOs. That's not true, Dr. Bethany. Dive in. Well, you know, rapists have uh, particular subtypes, but serial rapists have a lot in common with other types of criminals. So the motivation is primarily criminality. The fact that he was sitting in these women's houses for hours on end shows that he has a prolific fantasy life, that just the act of waiting is very exciting to him. I do believe, as you were saying, that this is a serial killer in the making. As we know, um, perpetrators often escalate in the nature of their crimes. You know, they do one crime and they become emboldened to do another and another. And I think this type of a serial rapist is actually somebody um, who uses sadism. I know you always tease me about this, but but the MO with serial rapists and serial killers is inflicting harm upon the victim in order to enhance their sexual pleasure. I think the fact that he threw a towel over the victim's heads is that he was savvy enough to know that he did not want to be ID'd. He uses a screwdriver. Um, I think that that's the precursor to eventually wanting to use a knife and to kill and maim in order to enhance his sexual pleasure. So the screwdriver or the knife is to kill or maim strictly to enhance his pleasure. Is that what you're saying? That's absolutely correct. Because I would have thought it would be to subdue the person, but you're saying it's for his own benefit. So with serial killers and serial rapists, aggression and sex are processed through the same parts of the brain. And for sociopaths, it's very, they have very low levels of excitement in life unless they're doing something cruel. So somehow for the serial rapists and murderers, sex and cruelty have become fused in their mind. And because sociopaths, psychopaths have a lot of inner emptiness, they have low levels of arousal, the only way they can enhance their sexual arousal is to see fear on the victim's face to maim the, middle, the the victim, to hurt the victim. So this type of rapist is not just trying to reassure himself through having power or telling himself, oh, the woman really wants me. This offender wants to see fear on the woman's face. He cannot achieve arousal, an, an ejaculation, Um, unless there is some kind of a fear situation or sadism. This is is often why these serial rapists will mutilate the woman's genitals or maim her in other ways. It's because it's exciting to them. Take a listen to this FBI public service announcement. It's important that we find that individual uh, who is still on the loose so he not only has to be accountable for the crimes he committed, but also can't hurt anyone else. In Christine's case, a witness driving along Canal Road saw a man trailing her as she walked home. Another man walking his dog on a cliff above heard Christine's screams. Her body was discovered the next day and her purse was found months later in the Potomac River. Since then, the FBI laboratory has used DNA technology to link Christine's murderer to seven other rapes in Montgomery County, Maryland. We've been working with Montgomery County and the FBI. These cases and not sexual assaults. Investigators say the rapes and one attempted rape date back to May 1991 and happened within an eight-mile radius in Maryland. They say the Potomac River rapist has strong ties to the area. They also say the rapist-turned-murderer attacked each of his victims in the same way. 
inside their homes, often with their children present. He covered their heads with like a pillowcase or a, uh, another blanket and uh, then would um, commit his crime. That is horrifying, the terror put in these women's minds, often with their children there. To Ashley Wilcott, judge trial lawyer, Court TV anchor, what leverage does it give the perp to have the child in the home? Because a person is going to protect that child, whether it's a parent, a caretaker, a babysitter, they're going to do, frankly, whatever the perp tells them to do. So if the perp says, be quiet and take all your clothes off, you're going to do it. You're more likely, you're not going to fight back because you don't want the child hurt, bottom line. You know, we saw that, didn't we? Uh, Cloyd Steiger with the Golden State Killer who was caught through familial DNA, you know, 20, 30 years after the murders and rapes, he would attack women with children in the home and then use them as leverage to make the woman do what he said. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, that's the, the maternal instinct. You know, you'll die before you let your child get hurt. And so he's counting on that. And uh, and I don't know if he intentionally planned that in these cases or it just happened to be that way, but that was a big benefit to him to have that uh, go the way he wanted. And then a break in the case. Listen to WUSA 9. I'm Pete Newsham. I'm the chief of police for the Metropolitan Police Department here in D.C. Uh, between 1991 and 1998, uh, a man terrorized our community as he brutally preyed upon and attacked multiple women across this region. Today, joined by law enforcement partners, we collectively are announcing that an arrest has been made of a man who is known as the Potomac River Rapist. The suspect in this case attacked at least 10 women in and around Washington, D.C. Uh, his last known victim in Washington, D.C. was a 29-year-old congressional fellow uh, who was murdered. Forensic evidence linked the man to these crimes and was instrumental in leading detectives to his location in Conway, South Carolina, where he was placed under arrest. Uh, based on the investigation, 60-year-old Giles Daniel Warwick of Conway, South Carolina, was identified as a possible suspect through forensic genealogy. Warwick was arrested in Conway, South Carolina. He will be ex extradited to the district and charged with first-degree murder. He will also face additional charges stemming from the multiple sexual assaults that he committed. To Dr. Michelle Dupree, South Carolina medical examiner, author of Homicide Investigation Field Guide, Dr. Dupree this guy is now being linked to cases back in the 90s. How can DNA be cold, extracted, and then saved for so many years? Well, Nancy, likely it's going to be mitochondrial DNA, which simply means that it's different from the normal DNA that we usually talk about. Mitochondrial DNA lasts a lot longer. But the caveat with that is it can only be tracked back to a maternal relative. But I don't understand how does it stay viable for so many years, Dr. Dupree? Because this doesn't require tissue. This is not in the nucleus of cells. This can be in our bone marrow. It can be in other places in, um, that that would still survive. Stories with Nancy Grace. Got a 
guys, we are talking about the arrest of the Potomac River rapist, and we are learning so much. He's not just a rapist. He is a murderer. What can you tell me, Levi Page, about his last known victim, 29-year-old Christine Merzayon? She was found bludgeoned dead in Georgetown. Question, I don't think this is his only murder victim, but what can you tell me about her? Nancy, she was 29 years old. She was a biochemist. In 1998, she went to a friend's cookout in the Georgetown area of D.C. She'd been sick. She had the flu. And after the cookout, some of her friends were going to go out around town, go dancing. But she just decided not to. She was going to go back to the student housing at Georgetown University. She had an internship. Very, very intelligent young woman. Witnesses told police that they saw a man following her, and that was the last time that anyone seen her alive before she was brutally murdered. She was raped, and she was beat to death, Nancy, with a 73-pound rock. Her body was found in a wooded area alongside the road. So she was bludgeoned dead with a 73-pound rock? You are correct. I'm taking a look at her photo, Christine Marzion, right now. It's at CrimeOnline.com, and she's just gorgeous. She's got her whole life in front of her. Now I'm looking at the rock, and it's covered in her blood. Ashley Wilcott, it's such a brutal and such an elementary murder to just pick up a rock that happens to be there and bludgeon someone dead? Well, it's it's uh, such a brutal way to do it, and there's no empathy, there's no compassion. It's a crime of opportunity, and they pick up and do whatever they can with that rock. But it also, to me, indicates such an extreme amount of rage, hatred, all of the emotions that would allow someone to do that without any remorse. And this girl, with everything before her, a biochemist, a congressional fellow, walking home from a friend's cookout and murdered. I mean, Levi Page, um, Georgetown, is one of the most desirable areas in D.C. And the local news there, when this happened in the late 90s, were interviewing people and they didn't expect this to happen there because it is a very sought-after place to live in the D.C. metro area in, in D.C. You know, it took more recent developments in technology and the advent of public genealogy services to crack this case. Explain how it was cracked, Cloyd Steiger. Well, they recovered DNA. I, I imagine they had rape kits and things back in the day, and those were frozen and maintained. And then they they developed, they tried to, they likely tried to run it in CODIS, which is the National DNA Data Bank, and didn't get a hit. So what they do then is they have to take raw DNA and reprocess it in what's called SNP or SNAP DNA, which is a different SDR is what's in CODIS, so they're not compatible. And that's what all these genealogy services use. And so they run it through there looking for certain markers and they can go, they, they score each marker and they have to have like a 30 score or whatever. And they look at those people who are likely distant cousins and to get as close as they can. And then they have a genealogist actually start following uh, the uh, family tree until they get down to three or four possibles. And then it's up to the police 
to go either ask those people for a voluntary sample or surreptitiously get it and compare one-to-one using the STR technology of of the DNA that's uh, compatible with CODIS. Dr. Bethany Marshall, do you believe that this is his only murder victim? Why or why not? I do not believe this is his only murder victim because... He seems to have all the markings of a serial killer. He puts enormous amount of energy into his activities. He spends hours looking for victims. He seems to have a certain type, young women who are out jogging, walking, um, walking home from a cookout like this victim. And one of the things we know about serial killers, Nancy, is that they can pop up and then go underground for months or years and then pop up again randomly. And one of the reasons this happens is that they have prolific fantasy lives. So they can often um, satisfy themselves with their fantasy lives for years at a time. And then all of a sudden it breaks over into the urge to kill. Also, Nancy, briefly, that rock, a 73-pound rock covered with blood. Usually when you ask me about the MO of the perpetrator, I have all kinds of thoughts. But all I could think about was this poor woman you know, lying on the ground, maybe he asked her to lie face down and uh, put the towel over her head and then bludgeoned her. And I I cannot imagine what a brutal scene that was. Levi Page, these rapes and murder occurred over years of time. How many years do we know he was at work between the first and the last that we know of victim? So, Nancy, this the first victim was in 1991. Uh, and the last victim was in 1999, the young woman that was found beat to death with that 73-pound rock. So about 10 years. I have a strong reason to suspect DNA is going to link him to other rapes and murders. Ashley Wilcott, with the DNA evidence stacking up against him, what's the worst that can happen to him for rapes and murders in D.C.? It is going to be life without parole. So most states allow capital punishment. However, the District of Columbia is one state that specifically does not as of 1972. We wait as justice unfolds. Nancy Grace signing off. Goodbye, friend. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. 
Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.